The election is behind us and earnings have been coming in better than expected, possibly setting a foundation for another leg of the stock market rally. We'll talk about it with our co-host Liz Segran, author of The Rocket Years and Fast Company senior writer. It is Tuesday, November 10th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And hi, I'm Elizabeth Segrin. I'm the author of a new book called The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launched the Rest of Your Life, and a senior staff writer at Fast Company. And I'm coming to you from my very airy um, uh, office here outside Boston. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders, including Rocket Years author Elizabeth Sigran. Mix in some questions and comments from our money friends and leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Liz, welcome back. It's been about a month since we had you, and we're so happy to have you back to lend your insights on the stories today. And you'll be back again for Wednesday's show. Give us a little catch up. What have you been up to? Oh my goodness. Um, it's been such a stressful month for everybody, but I think that the stress was particularly high in this, in this family, partly because my husband is a professional political scientist. He's a professor at Harvard, uh, of political science. And so I think that we have just been focused on the election a lot. So on election night, I actually moved to a cabin in the woods to get away from everything. <laughs> so I've spent the last week, uh, you know, off the grid because I just wanted to uh, create a little bit of space between uh, myself and what was going on in the world. But now, you know, now things seem to be stabilizing as we're seeing from the stock market. And so I think it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm better able to sort of come back into the, the real world. Well, we're glad to have you in the real world back with us. I know you came back just last evening. Maybe you came back just to do the show with us, but we're so happy to have you back. And we're so happy to have your insights because this is kind of a fast moving story. Um, before we get to it, let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Julian from Rich and Regular. Money headlines explained six days a week. That means you're tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. So I'm just going to summarize the story that we're going to talk about. It is from the Wall Street Journal. It's written by Karen Langley. Her headline is Rebounding Corporate Profits Fortify a Stock Market Rally. And it talks about the fact that a lot of companies have really beat expectations this earning, earning season. So that lays a good foundation for more gains. Um, and that a lot of companies, um, most of the companies in the S&P, I should say, are projecting third quarter profits fell, but that's a big improvement from the 21% decline that they were originally expecting. So down 7.5% versus down 21%, much better. And the article goes on to talk about the fact that the brightening earnings picture shows the speed at which many companies are recovering from the coronavirus-induced downturn, even as it does still realistically. It, we're still in the thick of it. It's weighing on a lot of companies. And the, the uh, companies that they point to as beating expectations include United Parcel Service, UPS, no surprise there, Citigroup, and Taco Bell parent Yum Brands. Um, there are a lot of other things that they talk about. They talk about the Fed support. They talk about the resilience of corporate America. They talk about hopes for a V-shaped recovery. And then, of course, a likely divided Congress, um, the idea that there won't be major policy changes 
But Liz, let's talk about this because as we are recording this on a Monday morning, um, the show will go out on Tuesday. We actually have an additional wrinkle in the story, which is very exciting. Yeah, it's interesting. So to, right before the show went live on Monday, uh, there was news that Pfizer um, has been conducting its tests and it can release results. And um, apparently 90%, it has an, a vaccine that is 90% effective, which is really exciting news. I mean, I think that um, the threshold was actually relatively low that the government had set for any possible vaccine. I think it had to have like a 50% effectiveness for it to to go through it, right? Um, and 90% is actually, you know, that's incredibly uh, effective for a vaccine, right? Um, and so... That's good news. I, of course, you know, as, as Adrian, uh, one of our uh, commenters mentions, um, you know, it's still tenuous, right? I mean, there's been, it's, they've rushed this process um, and they're still trying to have it go through all of the the, the hoops, right? And so the, the, it, things could still uh, shake out differently, but um, I think this is like, you know, really optimistic, right? Exactly. It's very optimistic. And I think that it comes at a time when so many people have been so discouraged. I mean, I personally last night was really, I have to be honest with you guys, I had a bit of a breakdown because my son had not been in school since March. I have a seventh grader. He attended school four days last week. And then last night we got a note from the school through all the forms of communication that there are, that he was going to be home for two weeks because they found a case in the eighth grade. And he's only scheduled to be in school for five or six weeks before they make some switches in terms of which grades attend in person. So this was the little window that he was going to get that in-person time. And I was just devastated. I was really thrown into sort of a mini, um, not medical depression, but I was, I was just really sad. I was really upset last night. And so I think this whole thing has weighed on all of us so much that having this news that there is a possible light at the end of the tunnel coming, especially after this divided election, is really putting everybody in such a wonderful mood. And they're feeling so positive as we're recording this. I mean, it's predicting the Dow implied open up 1500 points. That's bananas, Liz. That's bananas. I don't know when I've ever seen that. Yeah. I, but what I would say, I, I think it's really exciting news. I think that, um, you know, that this shows that there, that you, I think, you know, the problem is that nobody has been able to predict how long this is going to last. And so what this is telling us is that, you know, there could be an end in sight in the relatively near future, but, you know, given how long it's going to take to distribute this vaccine, I, I do think it's worth noting that this is, this is going to drag out for quite a long time. Um, and I, I think that this holiday season, uh, this winter is just going to be miserable anyway, we cut it right. Um, you know, in, in my case, I have a daughter who's in preschool, um, so that's really, it's going to really suck that, um, you know, if, if schools get shut down. But then, um, you know, we just decided uh, yesterday that we were going to cancel all of our holiday plans. We were, all, we were all planning to get tested to go and visit my husband's family. And we just decided that it's just too risky. I mean, the rates, I mean, looking, looking at the rates go up every day. It's just going to be such a stressful experience, you know, you know, worrying whether we got tested and then maybe we got infected after that and then we might be infecting his elderly parents, that kind of thing. Um, I, my point is just that, you know, there's still this is still going to be with us regardless of, you know, any vaccine news. And I think, you know, it's just worth keeping that in mind. 
Well, then looking at this, do you feel this is sort of a knee-jerk reaction to the news and the stock market will settle back in later in the week, at least as pertains to this reason for the rally? I, I think I think so. I mean, I think that things are just really volatile right now. And, and they, you know, this must be also a reaction to, I mean, to the election, right? And to, to the news that, that we're, you know, that each presidential candidate would um, would have policies that would affect the economy in, in particular ways. I mean, I think that um, you know, uh, you know, now that Joe Biden is president elect, um, there's you know there's the possibility that he'll be able to get the virus. He'll be more aggressive with getting the virus under control, which I think will cause some short term pain, um, but but perhaps you know uh, bring the, the, the eventual end of the virus sooner, right? And so th- there, there's just a lot of moving targets here. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And so I do think that the the markets are just kind of reacting to very, you know, to, to bits of news, right? And I think th- things are going to shake out as the week progresses and as more information comes through. Today, we're about to hear about, um, you know, the president-elect's um, COVID strategy. And I think that that's going to have a very big impact as well on the economy and, and by extension on the markets. Right. And I do want to just thank our our audience is very active today here. If you want to join us, we're on YouTube on the Money with Friends YouTube channel. We're also on Facebook at iStackBenjamins. And we are also on Twitter on at MoneyFriendsPod. We also asked, um, and, and I want to mention Bill here in our audience is talking about the fact that the mental health issues related to the pandemic are huge. And Adrian is talking about the fact that we're going to have a lot of people that don't want the first round of vaccines. And of course, I like I was watching a great 60 minutes piece last night talking about the logistical challenge as, as you sort of allude to it's not like there's just going to be a cure overnight I mean we've got to first of all people don't want to take the first round and but also you have to get this vaccine and if I remember correctly I believe it's a two-step vaccine if I understood the piece correctly on 60 minutes that there's you have to have two different doses of this vaccine in which case that presents more logistical challenges just getting it to people. Um, so it's not like this is instantly over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, that, so that said, and, and in relation to what Bill said before, just the mental health issues, I do think that the one thing that does, this does offer though, is the sense of relief that there is an end in sight. Cause I, I do think that we've gotten into this kind of funk where We've been here now for over half of a year. I mean, I think we're at eight months now that we've, we've been in this kind of weird state of quarantine. And it's beginning to feel like we're never going to get out of it, that this is gonna be permanent in some way, right? And I think that, you know, some people in the in the darkest corners of the internet and then in the gloomiest corners of the internet are saying things like, well, this may never not be with us, that, that, that you know, no matter what happens, this is going to be part of our lives. And I, and I think that news like this, what that it does is that it just, allows us to feel like this is temporary, that there is there is an end in sight. And I do think that that's really important. It's just good for our our mental health to know that this this is a season and the season will, it might take a while for, for it to pass, but it will eventually pass. And I think that that's what this news is, is giving us. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a relief rally. And look, it's interesting. We did ask our Instagram community at Money Friends Pod. Please join us there if you're not there already. We asked them what they think are the key things that will drive the stock market higher um, in a new rally. And they did point to the election being over. And I think it's the same idea. It's the idea that it feels so endless. I mean, we've been in this election cycle for so long, pre-pandemic, 
frankly, and people are exhausted. I, everyone has election fatigue and just the idea that we can move forward, whatever your politics are, at least we have some clarity of where we're going in the country that will help to lift the stock market. And the fact that the economic hit has not been as bad as predicted was also cited. People pointed to the unemployment report that we had last week was not as bad as people thought. It was better than people thought. So all of these things are giving people a new kind of optimism, I think. Yeah. And I certainly think that, um, it's worth embracing. This has been such a dark year. I mean, it's just, and the blows have kept coming, right? You know, um, there was, the, the election was so contentious. There was a lot, there were these uprisings over the summer and the police killings. And it's just been a difficult, emotionally wrenching year. And so I think that any hope that we can cling to is just, it's worth it's worth clinging to, right? And so I think the news of the vaccine, the fact that, you know, the election is over, that's another source of relief, regardless of your political position. The fact that, you know, the, the votes are, you know, been counted, you know, we have a president elect, all of that, right? Um, I think I think we are all experiencing just the sense that we are turning a corner um, and that we're, that their end is in sight. And I think that that is just worth, that's worth it. That's worth something, right? That's worth a lot. It is worth a lot. Hold that thought, Liz. We're going to get to our takeaways in just a moment. But first, all right, let's get to our takeaways. Liz, you're on deck. What's up? What do you think? Well, I think that the, th the one thing that I would say is that I think that we're seeing a lot of volatility right now. And we're seeing... Um, and I think that the people are reacting a lot to the general feeling of relief, the seeing the, the good news about how companies are doing. But I think we should also, um, the other side of that is that we should sort of hold tight and sort of expect things to change in the next couple of months. Yes, absolutely. I think we're seeing tremendous enthusiasm for so many things. The election ending, no matter what side you are on, and hopefully we all come together. And definitely this news that we just got as we were recording that Pfizer may have, I think, 90% um, effectiveness of the vaccine. And so that is giving a lot of people hope. So there's a lot to be optimistic about, a lot to encourage the stock market, a lot of good things. Um, I just, I want all of this to be true. I want the market to finish 2020 strong. We deserve it, Liz, after the year that we have been having, right? I, I think so. And I mean, things have just been so bad and miserable for so long. And I think... I, I, I feel like we are turning a corner, right? Like we, things are changing. And I think that given how terrible every, every, every bad thing that could have happened seems to have happened this year. <laughs> and so I think just the idea that, that we are coming out of this and things are changing, it can only be good. I mean, this has been a crappy year, right? <laughs> so I think 2021 is, it has to be better. There's the only way to go is up at this point, right? I am totally on board with that, Liz. All right, before we let you go, well, you're going to be back for Wednesday's show, I should say, but tell us where people can find you, follow you, see your latest stories and all the good things. And we didn't talk about the rocket years either. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, so definitely pick up a copy of my book. It's called The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launch the Rest of Your Life. And it's about the big decisions we make in our 20s and how they play out. And so you can get that on Amazon or any bookstore near you. It's a great holiday gift for anybody who's in their 20s trying to make sense of this crazy, crazy year that we're in and plan their future financially and otherwise. Um, but also you can find me at Liz Segrin on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find my work at Fast Company, where I write about fashion and design. 
Awesome. Everybody, make sure you are following Liz and definitely pick up the book. It is awesome. One of my favorite reads of the year, and I am not even a 20-something, so I encourage everybody to read it to learn about 20-somethings. And also, you can always reflect on your life. I think it has a lot of good life lessons for all of us. Um, You guys can learn more about Liz also on our website, Money with Friends Podcast. Um, We have features on, we have information about all of our seasonal co-hosts, so please do that, as well as following us on Instagram at Money friends pod. And of course, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is just look for many with friends on YouTube. And that way you can be part of our live audience and join us on tomorrow's show. We're going to be talking about, oh gosh, regrets and maybe not regrets. Sorry, not sorry of purchases made during quarantine. So join us then. Bye everyone. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.